Hello. In this podcast, I want to speak about the importance of details. Everything you do should be very detail-oriented. Um, for example, uh, we are working regularly on a lot of projects, and <clears throat> some of them can be the same, and some of them could be very diverse and different. And so we want to make sure we're treating each client importantly, and we're gaining these clients. For example, if you are, um, if a, I've always said this, but I'm, I mean, maybe not everyone has heard it, so it's nice to have this in the podcast. If you have a client who says, "I want, um, I want a file," and I'm not sure if I need it in Word or PDF. Well, you know, my answer has always been, "Oh, send them in Word and PDF." And this is just a small example. Um, if or, for example, if uh, if, you, if, a, if a client needs a certified translation and they're not sure if they need it on yellow paper or blue paper or ivory-colored paper or white paper, um, they're not sure. They say, well, they've always, <laughs> the Italian embassy has always accepted different types, and I'm not sure. What we do as a company is we send them all four because this is how we work. This is how I want everyone to understand how we work. We're a very detail-oriented company who uh, who prides ourselves on doing the right things the right way, and the important thing is to keep the client happy, make the client extremely happy, if um, and give the client options. If there's a client who wants to meet about a localization project, um, they want to have an online meeting, and they're um, and they're not sure what localization software they want. They might want Phrase App, they want they might want us to use Trados, they want us they might want us to use Transifex or anything else. They might want us to translate just straight up, you know? What we would, what we need to do is send them these four options. And there's also SmartCat, there's other tools that I don't know about. Um we need to send them these four options. We need to make a PowerPoint in these four options show them the positives and negatives and the benefits of each each option and send that to them. And also, um, we have to be detailed in, in everything we do. For example, if uh, <clears throat> with interpreting, I've made, <clears throat> I've made a lot of, uh, well, we've made a lot of quizzes as a company. And they all have to take these quizzes. Um, I, I actually want to really enforce this for the interpreting department, for the OPI department, for day interpreting, and for day translations uh, interpreting uh, over the phone and in person. Each interpreter must have subject knowledge. It's not enough that we have professional interpreters. We need to go the extra mile, and we need to have interpreters who specialize in the subject matter. Um, so... If you have uh, an interpreter who needs to interpret for a baseball game, and you send a person who has no uh, no knowledge of baseball, it's just uh, um, there's there's no knowledge of, of baseball. Hold on a second. Okay, there the interpreter has no knowledge of baseball. Basically. Um, they're just really good interpreter. They speak fluent anything, Mandarin and fluent English. 
but they don't know how to say first base, second base, third base, shortstop, home run, um, fly, fly, uh, pop fly, um, all these things. Then I mean, it's not the same. For example, I I was in a temporary at the hospital, and I didn't know everything, but I became I began to become a better interpreter by by studying. Um, I had to do a project. I had to do a presentation about bone marrow transplants, and I studied everything I had to study in all the terms for bone marrow transplants in Spanish and English. And I, I had to study in English because I didn't know a lot of the words in English. Then I had to study it in Spanish to know the translation, interpretation. Um, and I was asked, also asked to translate for a horse show. And some people would be like, okay, just jump in and do the translation, the interpretation for the horse show. But this is not how we work, and this is how I want the people to understand how things need to be improved. Um, I studied horse technology for two days, and I, I printed out a vocabulary sheet, and I studied that vocabulary sheet all the way up until my drive to the horse show. I, I, I interpreted for the horse judges. It was a Spanish horse show. Was, uh, there's, there's a Spanish horse, and the actual horse judges have to be from Spain in order to judge the Spanish horse. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a requirement to be a judge for uh, El Caballo Español, the Spanish horse. And um, I, I studied these terms. I don't understand. I don't remember all of them. I remember still filete is the thing they put in their mouth, and I didn't even know that in English. Then the, la grupa is the uh, back of the horse, like uh, the thighs and everything like that, and the like the level of strength they have in in their in their legs and stuff like that. And and um, I did a good job, you know. And even so, there's some words that came up that I still didn't know, but I I, I knew about 95 percent. So I did a I did a good job, and I think that's extremely important to show professionalism. And when you show that you've tried and you show that it you know you care, it even it, it just makes so much of a good impression. And that's where success is. Success is in the details. We recently had um, uh, interpretation for French for a gentleman who. Uh, who needed um he who had a who was speaking to a um a doctor he went to the hospital and we told our interpreter to um study the the terms but the interpreter still did not um study or must have not understood all the knowledge and didn't study sufficiently so even even that we go to the entire level of having our interpreters learn but we have to ensure that they do it so I would like you all to implement processes to guarantee that our interpreters, when it's a technical thing, such as medical, uh, legal, or, 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 or technical, or something about you know servers, or horses, or, or anything like that, we have to ensure that our interpreters study, and not just go by their word of mouth. We need to ask them what they learned, and ask them for a recording, and say, oh, okay, you learned it? Send us a recording of you reciting the words that you learned and let us know. And a lot of these people, I know, have a very um, kind of like a 
sense of entitlement maybe where they feel like, oh, I don't have to do that. I'm an interpreter. I'm a freelancer. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of them are like this. Um, and we have to have that balance where we show them respect, but we also ask them to do these things that are, that are very helpful. And if they say, well, why do I have to do this? Well, say, well, it's really important for our company. It's really important to, uh, to exude professionalism to our clients. And so that's, that's important. And so moving on to other things. Um, oh, and also under the same subject, I would like us to, if we can automate this and make it like automated developers and everything, please uh, try to automate it. So there's like a checkbox they can check to confirm that they have uh, studied the uh, subject matter of the interpretation coming up. That would be very great. And also to be entered into uh, day interpreting as a medical interpreter, they must have uh, passed some kind of uh, test with us, uh, some kind of uh, test and a written and oral test uh, to guarantee that they have studied the subject matter to, to be a uh, man, man subject matter matter to be a uh, um, medical interpreter, legal interpreter, technical interpreter, horse interpreter, anything like that. Baseball, wrestling, uh, boxing. They have to know these terms. It's not just like, these terms are not everyday knowledge. They have to. They have to know industry terms, okay? Now, moving on to the, some other things. Um, this this uh, podcast is still about details. So, uh, remember, be detail-oriented. If you're in the design team, um, be detail-oriented in everything you do. For example, if there, I, I noticed the one thing, uh, there was a strange gradient on one of our, on one of our, um, webs, on our, one of our web pages, where, it didn't look natural. It looked like it was fading, <clears throat> and it was fading, like, not naturally. There were, it was blocky, and that kind of looked to me like something from the 90s. And so we have to <clears throat> we have to make sure that everything we do is on the cusp of modernity. Everything we do has to be modern. Um, 2019, if it's 2019, or... Um, if it's 2019, we should be thinking ahead and have designs that are ahead of the game, ahead of the the, the trends. So we could have designs from 2020, 2021, stuff that you know we come up our own original designs that 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 we think are are very um, user friendly, modern, and usable. We have to think of UX and UI at the, in the most modern way. And as I've said, one of the leaders in UX and UI has always been Airbnb.com. I can't think of anyone else who's better than them. Um, so always, you know, study Airbnb. Um, go to go to webinars, uh, attend webinars where you know they're talking about Airbnb <coughs> and the Airbnb <coughs> the Airbnb um, managers and UX designers are there because I met one of the UX uh, managers of Airbnb a couple years ago, and I learned a lot from that. So that is extremely important. And um, so detail is important. Um, also, if you are a manager, um, detail is important. Uh, you have to relay all of the messages that I give. I give some good uh, ideas, and you can also you also have to come up with your own. Um, I have good ideas, like about the sent letter. That has to always be sent. And we... We have to, I mean, some people say, oh, you're just harping on the details. You have, 
you can just think more general, big picture. But success, as I say, always, success is in the details. Um, actually doing the uh, grunt work, actually doing the, uh, the, the extreme details, like ensuring um, that all quotes are done within 10 minutes. Um, ensuring that our that our um, approval rate is above 60% and hopefully above 70 or 75% is a real goal because we used to be above 70%, so we have to continue to be above that. And and uh, the way we measure our, our percentage per day is just the amount of quotes per day that we got and uh, divided or or plus, and plus the amount that were approved. And I want to be very clear about this. It doesn't matter if it was a if it was a quote from a week ago or a year ago or five days ago. Please just count the quotes that were approved today and divide it by the quotes that we received today. That is the, that is how I want it done. That is a clear way because the reasoning behind that is the law of averages. Uh, I'm caring I'm caring about the uh, how it averages out. I'm not caring about like going back and and you know trying to see. You know, you know. Oh, this quote was from a year ago, so I have to go back to, to you know, 2018, and and then resend the approval rate for that day. No, <clears throat> I just want, please, um, the uh, amount of quotes divided by the amount of quotes, amount of quotes approved by the, uh, divided by the amount of quotes we received, and that is the uh, approval rate, please. And I would like that to be above 70 percent. 60% is acceptable, but 70% is desired, and 75% is outstanding. And also, we need to uh, increase our business-to-business um, project. That's very important. And there's, and, and I just want to focus on the details. Um, and also, the also getting stuff done. Um, for example, here's a here's an example I came up with the other day. Um, this is, uh, let's say you're a supervisor of a mechanic shop and you are at the mechanic shop and you notice that, um, someone brought their car in and one of the lug nuts, uh, on their wheel of their car is loose and, and their, their wheel is rattling. And when they drive their wheels rattling cause their lug nut is loose. And so you there there's two kinds of ways to approach this. This first way is the wrong way. Um okay, you what you do is you look at the lug nut, you create a plan, you decide, okay, you you have a meeting with your team and you're like, okay, what are we going to do about this lug nut? We have to um we have to get together and decide the best approach to uh you know, fixing this lug nut. I need to speak to the supervisor to get approval for uh fixing this lug nut and then we have to and then we are going to uh develop a plan of action and plan on uh you know fixing this lug nut maybe in next Friday. No, that is the entirely wrong way and that is not the way I want this company run and that is not the way. And this is the correct way. Number two. You see that there's a lug nut that needs to be fixed, you go take your wrench, you tighten it up and then you make sure it's tight. You tell the client, hey, I fixed the lug nut, and it's done. That is how we work at day translation. So um, let me try to apply that to what we do now. Um, 
So you're, um, let's say you've been working here for one week and you're a project manager and you see the, you notice that the quote form is being sent out and then we're actually sending out the quote form twice every time accidentally because maybe there was a, a glitch in our um, CRM. There's a glitch in our system that is sending the quote out, quote out twice to the client. And then you start getting emails from the client be like, why did you keep sending me this quote twice? Um, what I don't want you to do is um, I don't want you to, you don't need to necessarily speak to, you know, your manager, speak to the supervisor and all these things and get a fix. What I do want you to do is speak directly to the uh, CRM, the person in charge of the CRM, which is usually Thomas or Avdesh, or you can also speak to Raghav, he, he should go to help, or Suraj, or um, Ravneet, or Vinu, and say, hey, could you please fix this? It's sending out double quotes, and then get it fixed. That is what I want you to do. Um, we do not need to be overly bureaucratic speaking to the supervisor for every every single issue. If you see something that needs to be fixed and you, you know that it needs to be fixed, please go ahead and fix it. And then also speak to the supervisor and let them know, okay, I fixed it. And then, um, and then if, if you know it, but if, if it's something really big and you're unsure, you know, this is something obvious. We shouldn't be sending double quotes like that. But um, if it's something that you're unsure of, then yes, speak to the supervisor or speak to me. But for the most part, anything that you can solve immediately solve it. I do not want people that are, that are <clears throat> overly um, um, trepidatious about, I don't want people to have trepidation about contacting me or contacting the supervisor or just solving a problem yourself. We need people who are, uh, who, we need people to solve things and we have a very, very intelligent team who is able to do those things and, and I think that would make our, our company run a lot uh, smoother. We, um, we definitely, I mean, it, we definitely do need structure, but I want to make sure that everyone is uh, feels like you have the voice. You have the, because we have hired extremely intelligent people. You're all extremely intelligent, and I want to make sure that you understand that you have the ability, you have the voice to make a difference in this company. Your voice will be listened to. We will listen to and respect everything you say, and we will take all of your input, and we will apply it. And by that same token, you can contact me or any of the managers and let us know any suggestions you have for the company, and we will apply these suggestions. I am very open-minded to your suggestions, and I, I welcome them. So, um, yeah, that being said, I'm going to end this podcast and not, try not to keep it too long. Remember that um, success is in the details, and uh, make sure to uh, pay attention to every single detail. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Podcast.